Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia Agnello, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Watch Hacks, streaming exclusively on Max, and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. Looking for hair removal tools that not only deliver smooth results, but also empower you with a sense of complete control? Enter Conair Girlbomb, your secret weapons for smooth, sleek results made just for women. From the ultimate Girlbomb grip and professional grade blades, you don't have to compromise and settle for less. Conair Girlbomb equips you with the precision and power previously reserved for men's grooming tools. So take your hair removal routine to the next level with Conair Girlbomb. Available at conairgirlbomb.com or a retailer near you. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career and you want an education employers respect. So you're not just going back to school, you're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Looking for some amazing TV to stream? Indulge yourself with the hits on Hulu you can't miss. Dive in with Barney, Ted, Robin, and the gang on How I Met Your Mother. All nine seasons are now streaming on Hulu. Then you can move to Modern Family, Schitt's Creek, and My Wife and Kids. We are talking every single episode of every season of these shows. We're talking huge hits. Streaming on Hulu whenever you're in the mood. Now we're talking. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Here's Nikki. Hello, here I am. Welcome to the show. We had a week off. Thank you for your patience. Um, we are back better than ever. Um, I am here. I am also joined by Noah in Arizona, Anya in New York, and Brian Frangie in Los Angeles. How's it going, guys? So oh, good. God. Good. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> so is that good? Oh, no, <laughs> it sounds like you you spilled <laughs> you know milk on your keyboard or something. I mean, you know me. That spot, uh, I was put on the spot on how are you doing, and I didn't know, I didn't have an answer. <laughs> it's, I should have prepped you with that. I should have, I should have given you that hard-hitting question ahead of time. Please, let me know. I should have given that to your publicist. Yes, I need a couple um, of weeks. Can I just say before we begin, I mean, I guess we've begun. I literally just was driving home from my voice lesson and there's this one corner where there are homeless people. I don't even know if they're homeless, they're, but they're asking for money on the corner every single time you pull up to the stoplight. And um, today, one of them was wearing a P- Pittsburgh Pirates ball cap, okay? Which I only know because there was like a P on it. And I didn't know at the time that's like, that is the cap. But I was like, is that a Pittsburgh Pirates set? And he had an eye patch. <laughs> <laughs> uh, whoa. Wow. <laughs> he was double pirating. It was so funny. And it wasn't for a bit. I mean, I don't think homeless people are really focused on doing bits. Um <laughs> And I hope next time he has a peg leg. It was really funny. And then I realized when you Google pirates hat, you got to be specific. Oh, yeah. Because then you get a real pirate. Yeah. Yeah. Pirates baseball hat. I like that you said ball cap. That felt like an old St. Louis dad thing to say. 
baseball um, cap. But baseball cap instead? Yeah. I usually what do you call cap. shoes that you run around in for sport? Running shoes. Yeah. Tennis shoes or no, sneakers. No, Brian, don't do that. That's no, what I, I mean, call like, them. You call gym shoes running shoes? I say they're, yes, running shoes. That's, running shoes? Is that I, stupid? That it, no, I just don't think anyone calls them that unless they're like specifically running shoes that you buy at like a running store. We should do but the I New guess, York Times dialect quiz at some point. Oh, it's point. so fun. I've done that to you, haven't I, Brian? No, no. I, every single group of people I've ever hung out with, I've s- subjected to doing the New York Times dialect quiz. And it's so fun because if you just type that in, you'll find it. You go through all these questions and it just talks about like, what do you call those little bugs that roll up in balls that you find under rocks? And like you answer that question, it's like multiple choice. And some of them are like roly poly. Some of them are like pill bugs. Some oh, of them are like. I call them maggots. Yeah. <laughs> well, again, that wouldn't be. A, then it would maggots. be like. None of the above, and they would, <laughs> but they place you. They finally, you go through like twenty five questions, and then by the end of it, they can p- like pinpoint the region of the country that you're from. Wow! In, in, it's in like, such what do you call a specific a rainy way, day, or what do you call rain on a sunny day? And it'll be like wolf howling at the moon, <laughs> like the devil beats his rain. wife, and it's like, wait, what? <laughs> what Why? state yeah. are you from? <laughs> what? It's awkward. so funny. Um, so yeah, check that out. Some, we should do that at some point, but, um, kicking off the show today, I just want to announce, um, that from now on, because we love him so, so much, Brian Frangi is now a permanent, uh, the permanent sidekick on the show. So congratulations, Brian, you won. Thank you. I won. Oh my God. Well, it's a, it's an honor to be the sidekick and, um, I got to imagine yeah. that, like most things that are new, people will hate me, and then yeah. slowly they will learn to accept the and change. And then you will leave eventually, and someone else will come in, and they'll be like, he's nothing like Brian. Yes. So whatever you're saying right now, listener who might be like, what? Just stop, okay? Because, first of all, I think most people are going to love you because you've been on so much. I think that they have fallen um, for you as I have, as uh, I just want to do every show with you. So it just was a natural um, progression of things. But I do, I've always made this point whenever I've been on a show where I've never been on before, people always go like, who is this? Yeah. Who is, and it's like, did you, and I've said this before on the podcast, were you born knowing who Tom Hanks was? <laughs> there was a moment where you didn't know who Tom Hanks was and and you had to go, or Meryl Streep, or Brad Pitt. Like, there's a first for everything. And I'm, what I'm saying is Brian Frangie's our Brad Pitt. Yes, yes. I mean, I don't even you know. know who I am half the time. So, I mean, I feel like if the people don't know, then that's that's right on course with what I feel. Yeah, that's kind of true. Yeah. yeah. I, that's another <laughs> p- point I always make when people don't like me. I'm like, you have no idea how much I don't like myself. Go, <laughs> come at me. Like, you, we're on this. We have more in common than we have with than I have with my fans, to be honest with you. You should, we should, so it's it's always funny to me when people don't like me. That's a fun way to like twist it and be like, well, I'm I'm better at you at hating me than you are. <laughs> yes. um, but uh, we're not talking that way today. We're talking positively. Yes. That is the way I do it um, now is like every time, every everyone on the podcast I think understands that I'm on this like continual girls chat with um, Anya, my friend Sarah Lena, Kirsten, Holla. Taylor, Carlisle, Catherine, and Noah's on it too, but it's just overwhelming. And my sister's on it now too. But it's just so over. We're constantly chatting on this thing 
voice memos, texts, everything, pictures. And it's just like this nice place that you can go. But we so often come on there and vent. And yesterday I was venting about something. And at the end of it, I just go, but you know what? I don't have to worry about it because I'm a lucky person and everything works out for me. And it really just like... Nice. It just... it oh, Finishing up any... You can rant and you can rave and you can... I think those that's the only two things you can do. You can um, <laughs> complain about your life all you want and more power to you. Get it out. But at the end of it, just book book and mark it with, but I'm a lucky person and, always, and things always work out. This my, doesn't mean it's going to work out the way you want it to, but it's going to work out. My fiance, Allie, did that the other day because of you. Really? Yeah, she was do, she was ranting and raving and she couldn't think yeah. of anything else to do besides <laughs> those two things. Yes. And then after it, she said, but I am lucky and things just work out. And yes. Then, and then she literally said, I'm saying that because Nikki told me to. <laughs> oh, that's so nice. Thanks, Allie. That's so sweet. Well, um, speaking of like things about you, you have a fiance, Allie, who you are marrying in June. Yes. Chris just, uh, my boyfriend, Chris, just told me he booked um, cabins for us in oh Colorado. Um, I'm very excited about your wedding. Um, and it's going to be a fun little trip for me and my um Boyfriend, I was going to say fiance, but that's not at all. <laughs> you're like, wait, close. That's what Last I thought you were going to say about weddings, when you're but... like, Chris. I thought you were going to say Chris proposed, but you know that I can't wait to say fiance because it's just a cool word. But anyway, yeah. we're very excited about that. We wanted to do a little thing um, in, um, you know, ingratiating you into the show permanently. I want everyone to feel like they do know you. So let's do a little burning questions for Bob. Burning questions for Bob. Now, this was a segment we originally did for Bob Saget. He's no longer with us, but it's just a good way to get into some um, questions for you, Brian. Now, these are going to range between the trivial and then I did look up, I like Googled, you know, get to know you questions for like, you know, companies where it's like very surface. And then I did some like ones for like relationships, intimacy. Okay. So they're going to run the gamut. You can pass. But I'd I'd like you not to. Okay. If you can, you know, you'll figure out something. I'll do First my one best. is how are you? <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, I I think I'm oh, doing. God. I'm on the upswing. I think it's what you... <laughs> I'm on the upswing. That's all I can okay. say is that things are oh, looking good. up. Usually they're oh, on good. the down. So good good so far. Yeah. Well, we had a really once one day when I was in LA and we had just done the podcast. We had a, a breakfast and. There are so many layers to you and that we are going to get to know through the course of the show that I hope you share with us. You're a fascinating person. And I did think everything was just going great for you. But you have some complexities to you I'm excited to get into. We're not oh. going to do that right exactly now, but here we go. All right. First question. Um, what was your first concert? Oh, well, uh, <laughs> I, it was a Creed. I went to go see. <laughs> no way. <laughs> it was at the Jones Beach Amphitheater, and I remember it's a, there's uh, there how was how old a, are you? There was a how old am I now? Yeah, thirty five. But there was this girl who, uh, uh, this was like this was like, there was this girl who I liked who was a little older than me, and they were going mm -hmm. to see this Creed concert, and I like somehow weaseled my way into, uh, you know, this is like Jones Beach Amphitheater. This is where the bands go to, you know, have their final whatevers. And uh, what? Wait, final whatever. You don't get. You're not going to get Taylor Swift at the Jones Beach Amphitheater. Basically. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, I feel like 
Dave Matthews plays plays Jones Beach. He'll play Jones Beach sometimes. Yeah. So there's okay. like every so every Cre- you season, have everyone from Creed to Dave Matthews man. Yeah, you'll have a lot of like um, Allman Brothers will be there, and it's like okay, okay. we know what the vibe is here. Um, All right. There is this girl yeah, you're who on your I, way out. Yeah, there was this girl who I had a crush on who was a little older than me who was going to this concert, and somehow I weaseled my way into getting tickets with them, and then she didn't uh, come, and I was really upset. That was like my first. Oh god. Yeah, and I was like a little too upset. I was like, what the hell? Why? Why wouldn't she come? It didn't make any sense, but. Creed. I used to have that constantly where you would think a crush was going to be someplace and you get all dressed up, you get gussied I and you show up so and they're excited. not there or they like called in so they're not doing their set at the cellar that night and you're all dressed up <laughs> for no reason. Not really no reason. You're going on stage. There are people looking at you. You should dress up for the audience, but you specifically had like an outfit in mind and you thought you might get fingered. Like yes. there are just things you prepared and it was a waste <laughs> I got to tell oh. you, there's nothing sadder than being uh, <laughs> dropped off at a Creed concert. <laughs> I mean, I was alone. Who dropped you off? I, my parents. I was alone. and Yeah, I, so you were in like eighth grade? I walked away. I don't remember. I, I, I walked away. I did not know. I walked away from the my, my, my dad's car uh, alone to go to see Creed. That was <laughs> my first. Were you a fan? Or are you only no, I wasn't a fan. I just said that the girl was going to see it. Didn't Why they do sing I think with Creed arms is wide like open? with arms wide open? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> All right. Yeah. So that was like ninety nine, two thousand ish, maybe oh, later. God, I don't know. I have no idea. But how did you meet? How do you know a girl that's older? Did she go to school with you? Yeah. Yeah. She went to school. She was in like the grade above, and uh, it was just like mm. a thing to go to go see is go to oh, this concert. God. What all the yeah, good Christian kids were doing. <laughs> I mean, I didn't, well, that's the thing. Yeah, Back Creed then, was... it was called Creed, and I don't think people really connected Knew. the fact that it was a Christian band. It was just like mainstream. Same with, um, she is every, he is everything you want. He is everything you need. He is everything inside. You know that song, Vertical yes. Horizon? They oh. were a Christian band no one knew. Wow. That that's song's about God. Yeah. I always used to say, if you want to know who's a Christian rocker, take any song that a man is singing where he's singing about a man. That is, <laughs> yeah. that's oh. the only time men sing about men. Also, Jars uh, you of know? Clay. Yeah. Oh, my God. I loved Jars of Clay. I love that. One, I mean, that one song, Flood. Yeah. Um, okay. Next question. When did you last cry and what was it about? Yesterday, um, I cried several <laughs> times. Wait, what? Several? I cried. I could not believe how many times I cried. Watch it. Yes. Binge watching Love is Blind. I was binge watching Love is Blind. Really? You cried about Love is Blind? Oh, I cried. I cried a lot. Because of the love? or Yeah, I mean, obviously the love. the blindness. Uh, because I, of the wall i couldn't take the wall it was Wait, so let me guess when you cried tiffany and brett their love is so real yes right my favorite that character is, is tiffany for sure um, who fell asleep on brett and that we thought it was over and then it was like nothing can we just say that is a perfect example of you know someone being so wounded by something that someone else does for those of you who don't know love is blind is a show where two people meet in pods there's a wall between them they just fall in love through their voices tiffany and brett were for the first time confessing their love to each other tiffany says everything that brett wants to hear brett then returns um the love but tiffany's had a couple drinks you can tell it's late at night these people are i know reality shows they don't get much sleep 
and Tiffany's laying on this couch and she falls asleep to Brett's soothing voice telling her that he loves her and she falls asleep and he does he thinks she left or something like I don't even know what he thinks he's just like hello hello and then he leaves and in the music is just like this guy's heartbroken he goes back and he's like fuck that man he's talking to all the boys back at the house and he's mad and then you think and then it's cliffhanger and they go oh my god and you go oh I can't wait to find out what happens you go to the next episode and then Tiffany's just like, Brett, I am so sorry. She, first of all, wakes up to her friends coming to get her. You can tell producers were like, hey, girls, go in and wake up Tiffany. She's asleep. And she wakes up like singing because they're like singing a song. And she just wakes up singing. It's really cute. And then she's like dancing. And then she kind of pieces it together like, oh, my God, when did I fall asleep? Oh, no. Oh, no. And she's like, I'm so. So she apologizes to Brett. And Brett, like a real man, like a real human, let's just say, in a relationship, even though he was almost mortally wounded by her falling asleep, he instantly understands her side of things. She's like, I fell asleep. Your voice is so soothing. I love you so much. I'm so sorry. And he goes, you know what? I think in the end, this is just going to be a funny story between us. Boom. He gets on his knee and proposes. I'm not saying get over stuff that quickly, but kind of do. Okay, like if someone doesn't mean to hurt your feelings and you apologize and there's a good reason for why it happened, like I didn't leave the pot. I wasn't ignoring your love. I fell asleep because I'm tired and your voice is soothing. Can we just like Brett's turnaround for forgiveness was the kind of turnaround I I think I have for forgiveness and that I want from others. Oh, I've seen it. I've seen you forgive for much worse offenses than. Uh, falling asleep while someone says I love you. Uh, I mean, it's... <laughs> really? Yeah, and like, also, that's not a big deal. Like, okay, she fell asleep. Like, there's no reason he should have been that upset in the first place. So the well, fact... he was having a hard time with those words because he didn't really receive yes. them growing up. Yeah, okay. it was very vulnerable he for he him. He thought she might have left or something. Like, we don't know what was going on in his head of like what could have happened, and and so, but just the. Um, how mad he was, I was thinking, man, this guy is ruining everything by getting so upset about this. And now mm -hmm. it's all ruined. And I was so upset. And then immediately he's just lets it go. And it was like that that to me, I just I, I was so I was so happy for Tiffany because she's picked a guy who is not gonna hold grudges and lord things over her and like I thought he was going to based on his reaction it was just did you what do you did you guys think that was kind of like a quick turnaround for how upset he seemed to be and were you were you as Im impressed as I was or was it kind of I thought they edited it in a way to make us wonder if she might be have a have like an alcohol abuse problem because you know, we're like, wait, if if this this girl's going to be passing out all the time because she had been kind of drinking. I thought she had narcolepsy. I thought the same thing. <laughs> yeah, I was they, like, she's because they say... weren't showing her drinking. We only knew that because we saw a bottle and we had to like rewind yeah. and see it. So they could have shown her drinking to insinuate that. I don't think that's what they were trying to do. We thought but... Irina had narcolepsy. So to have two narcoleptics on one show Irina would be crazy. Is a sleepy would be a real snake. gift. <laughs> The sleepy snakes, the sleep, sleepy Russian snake that I'm just saying Russian because she's Russian and I'm not insinuating Russians are snakes or they're sleepy. It was just funnier to add a third word there. But she, um, Irene is the funniest character. Going. Did you cry about her, her Brian? No, I was. I know when he cried. Well, when? I cried for Brett and Tiffany many Kwame times. Kwame and what's her name's photo shoot where they're wearing neon yellow Get matching the fuck underwear. That was, I couldn't. First of all, she's always dreamed of having this photo shoot. For people who don't know what I'm talking about, Kwame and Chelsea. Chelsea. Kwame did not pick Chelsea, right? Initially. No. He wanted mm -hmm. Micah, Micah, who has like 
a very baggy rabbit mouth, but it's adorable. <laughs> she is like, she, her mouth baggy is like so sexy. It's sexual. And I want a mouth like that. I'm, it sounds like I'm being mean, but it is kind of like, and she like talks like this. And she and actually ended up with um, a guy who's kind of perfect for her, Paul. And they both kind of talk with like clenched straws and they like don't open their mouths like this. And Paul is like scientific. He's a science nerd. He's an environmentalist. He, um, and he looks like he would have gone to Jones Beach to see the Almond Brothers. <laughs> like, and then, but she, so anyway, Paul and uh, Micah end up together. Micah also had a connection with Kwame. Kwame is head over heels for Micah. Yeah. But then Micah um, breaks up with Kwame, goes to Paul, and um, and Kwame then is left with, we've seen this happen on seasons before, he is left with choosing um, his second choice. And he does. And he falls in love with her and it seems legitimate. They have a great sexual connection. She at one point says that I want to have a spiritual connection with my husband's body. Girls, are you listening to me? If you want to turn a man on so much that he gets a boner through a wall, tell them that you want to have a spiritual connection with your husband's body. They'll marry you tonight. It was so horny. Um, so then they end up together. It's his second choice. Chelsea, however... Great example of a woman that is not going to let the girls from the past affect her. She's not like feeling like a second choice. She's not like, woe is me. She knows about Micah, but she is certain that her man chose her and she is not suffering any kind of like jealousy or insecurities until, and we'll talk about that when we get back and we'll find out why, uh, why else Brian cried. Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia and Yellow, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with Hacks writer and actor Pat Regan, on how their improv experience helped them when shooting scenes and what it was like writing scripts for specific actors. You'll also hear from crew members like the costume designers on what it was like creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Hear stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and more. Watch Hacks streaming exclusively on Max and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. Tired of hair removal tools that just don't cut it? Conair Girl Bomb gives you smooth, flawless results while putting you firmly in control. From achieving that silky smooth skin to boosting your inner confidence, Conair Girl Bomb is all about helping you elevate your self care game. Whether it's creating a hype playlist, throwing yourself into a hobby, or scheduling some me time, self care is important to keeping you feeling confident and empowered. It's time to take your hair removal routine to the next level. You can trust Conair Girl Bomb to get the job done right. Conair Girl Bomb gives you the secret weapons for achieving powerful results with ease. Designed with women in mind, these tools boast the Sassy Girl Bomb Grip for unparalleled handling and precision, along with professional grade blades to deliver results that you used to only get from men's tools. No more compromising. So, to all you incredible women out there, treat yourself to a little Conair Girl Bomb magic. Don't settle for anything less than perfection. Elevate your grooming game with Conair Girl Bomb. Available now at conairgirlbomb.com or a retailer near you. Well, the weather is getting a lot warmer, and so your wardrobe probably needs an update. I know mine does, and it's so hard when you want to buy new stuff because you want it to last a long time, you want it to look really good, and you want it to like stand the test of time in terms of like fashion. At least that's what I want. And so that's why I love Quince, because Quince is all about effortless fashion that looks chic and timeless year-round. 
I'm talking premium European linen dresses, blouses, and shorts from $30. Washable silk top. They have so many chic jewelry pieces like these globe boho hoops. I love those. You could just blindly click and end up with such wardrobe essentials. They're not wasting your time at Quince. I love the Quince um, dress I got. I'm trying to find it because I want to say the exact name of it, but it's like this long sleeve dress, but it's like a midi skirt. It's so cute. It's like silky feeling. It's just, I've told you about it before. Okay, there's so much cute stuff on here. I got to go and get back to the podcast, but you know what to do. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to Quince.com slash Nikki for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C, Quince.com slash Nikki to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash Nikki. Are you looking for some amazing TV to stream? Well, sink into your couch and indulge with the hits on Hulu you can't miss. We're talking some of the greatest comedies of all time. Absolute must-watch shows. Dive in with Barney, Ted, Robin, and the crew in How I Met Your Mother. All nine seasons of How I Met Your Mother are now streaming on Hulu right now. One of my favorite shows ever. And I mean, don't you want to know how he met their mother? Then go back home with the Dumfies, the Pritchetts, and the Pritchett Tuckers in Modern Family. Then you can start over with the Roses on Schitt's Creek. And then see what's up in the Kyle household in My Wife and Kids. We're talking every episode and every season of these shows. We're talking huge hits. Streaming on Hulu whenever you're in the mood. I mean, can you even watch all of this? We think so. Head on over to Hulu and start streaming today. Now we're talking. All right, we're back. Did Chelsea and Kwame's relationship make you cry? No, Chelsea, Kwame is making me so upset because I've never seen someone lie to themselves so many times to justify his relationship with her. He wants out of that relationship so bad. So much. And Chelsea is to blame too because she has been dragging him along this entire time, forcing him into decisions he doesn't want to make. And she has been, uh, she's been forcing him to do things and she, I forgot what I was going to say and I'm just saying she over and over again. I will say this. She, she, I was always team Chelsea because this is a confident woman who feels like she knows herself. She is very just like powerful in her body. She has great posture. She has a great physique. She just like exudes. That's true. Um, she has great posture. Confidence. Yes. Amazing posture. She's a fun, fantastic rig. I mean, her body. Her is rig is good. Best perfect. rig. Best rig on the show. I think she has a good face. She has a good. She's good. She. I like her, and I just like who she is. She seems to know who she is. But you know what? When she was fake as fuck during that little like trying on outfits together when they had gotten into a fight in the morning do you guys remember what i'm talking about so we didn't see the fight in the morning we only hear about it but this is later on when they're living together this is about a week out from them getting married so what happens on the show is that they meet through a wall they get engaged through a wall then they meet in person and then they go to a a vacation like a little um honey pre-honeymoon for about probably uh four or five days Then they leave there and they move in with each other to an apartment in the town that they're both from. This so happens to be this show is like Seattle, Portland-y based. So they're like in the Northwest region. So at this point, they're and then in four weeks after living together, they get married. So um, and then at the altar, we really decide like what's going to happen here. They kind of keep it. They don't break it off before they get to the altar, which is there's myriad reasons why it's mostly to do with production and like we just want the show to have the most stakes possible uh, no one really seems to think that they can just say hey let's date and not get married that's no so one, stupid. that doesn't seem to be an option I even know. though it's like the number <laughs> the one most thing to obvious do. thing in the world be like you know what maybe we shouldn't get married in 20 days maybe we should just <laughs> yes. date. well it, it, it did kind of happen this season with zach and irena and then adding bliss in Yes, but now Bliss and Zach are getting married. 
Yes, but they're yeah. pressured to marry. Ugh. There's no like, let's just date because that's not what the show is. That wouldn't be exciting to watch. There's right. got to be stakes. And the show mm -hmm. is brilliant because it has so many levels. There's so many different settings. It really is one of the be best reality shows out there, including F Boy Island. Can I just say, well. F Boy Island is amazing. I have something I want to say about F Boy Island, but can I just say about Kwame and Chelsea is uh, if you're in a relationship and you find yourself over and over again convincing the other person to do things you want them you cut out oh we lost this is Brian. hilarious that we lost him on this rant <laughs> oh, no. he finally has some okay, wait you back. we cut we lost you for all of that <laughs> no we lost you after convincing another person well you can't if you're in a relationship she where you're convincing the other person over and over again to do what you want then it's not a good relationship you can't go through your whole life just Forcing a person to do something. Yes. And when Kwame was the first is time the you think that happened in with this? those two? Well, I the mean, Portland, the, the, Seattle the, question? the big things, yeah, it was like, you have to move away from Portland. You can't play soccer ever again. I don't, you can't have your mom's acceptance. <laughs> I mean, this is insane that this guy is still in this relationship. Yeah. And then right. he lies to everybody. He lies to himself. Because he lies their to his sister. sexual connection, I think, is off the charts. And which can, you know, blind you. I guess okay, so. let's get back to the questions because we we can always go off on a, a love is blind tangent and I'm sure it will come up again. So you cried several times. Was it all Tiffany and Brett related? Was there any other thing in love is blind that made you cry? I don't get it. I'm a, I'm a, I think I'm an easy cry because I cried. A, I, I just like seeing good people. Love. There, love is blind is a great reality show because a lot of the characters are actually good people. They're good yeah, people. Yeah, they're sweet. Yeah, and they're looking for love, and they're they're not trying to play a game and win. They actually are trying to find something. And I, I just love watching good people say nice things to each other. Is that is there a show for like that? like Trump when you said good people. <laughs> I love good people. Um, wait a second. Did you, Brian, <laughs> did you know the song that Zach sang when he proposed was a Ludo song? What? Yes. Yeah. I didn't even realize okay. that. What's so the Blarney he, Stone? Yeah, the Blarney Stone song that Zach, who is, uh, I will say that when we were watching it together as in, in on the girls' trip in Palm Springs, Noah, who has been rather quiet the whole time we're watching, I mean, she comments here and there, but we're all just kind of like absorbing. Noah, for the first time, takes a strong opinion about Zach. And he he's wearing, I think he was wearing jeans with a black belt and then black dress shoes. And then he was also wearing a like Target kind of um, uh, you know uh, athletic shirt that is something you'd wear running with your running shoes. It's like a sweat wicking thing, and it was or like light yes. orange. And he had food on his mouth, and he, he had his laying on a couch. <laughs> yes, with and he with his feet on like couch. on a pillow, like in the pillow, you know, <sighs> like where someone would lay their head. And Noah just goes, "Ugh, he's a wreck." <laughs> He's a mess or something, yeah. It was so funny. He constantly had frosting in his cheek. Someone said as soon as they saw him, it's like, Taylor goes, he has bad breath. He looks like he has bad breath constantly. You guys were bagging on him so hard. I thought he was so cute. I thought he's cute too. But there were times where, I mean, it was... He's just himself, and but yeah, there was a lot of bagging going on. He's a wreck. On. He's <laughs> a wreck. <laughs> oh, so the song he sang, the reason I'm bringing this up is Ludo is a band that my boyfriend's brother, one of my good friends, Tim, and and Brian Frangie's ex-roommate, Tim Convy, was in a band called Ludo. They were huge. Let's go back to 2008. They were huge. They have 
a massive amounts of fans that like get tattoos. I mean, Ludo fans are like Swifties. They're like insane mm. fans. But the band broke up in 2008, but they're still around. And and Tim had told me that Love is Blind contacted them because a guy on the show had sang three of their songs. Wow. <laughs> I mean, and that's so, amazing. Acapella. And this was a year ago. And so a Love is Blind has already, there was a season of Love is Blind that I was like looking for Ludo and he was like, no, it's next season. So they shoot these things far in advance. If you've seen a picture of Zach now, he looks like a caveman. I mean, <laughs> this is a while ago this show happened. So he sang a song to propose to Irina and he said, he said, I wrote this song. They cut oh. out, apparently they cut out the part where he said, this is a song that I rewrote. Like he was like, it's a Ludo song and I wrote it for you. Like, cause he changed some words in it. So like the way that Weird Al would say, I wrote this song or something, you know, it. like it was, yes, like be, eat it. Yeah. It, it, he, and, and everyone got, I mean, Ludo fans, I mean, it was a whole thing. Tim got like interviewed by publications about like what this guy lying, say he wrote your song. And he was like, no, the producers knew it was our song. He had said it was our song. Zach even claims like they cut out the part where I was like, this is a Ludo song that I wrote, you know, the lyrics to. Or he was just nervous about to propose. And he was like, I wrote this song. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm -hmm. I don't think he was a bad guy. And, but it was so funny that he's saying he butchered a Ludo oh. song. So if you hear that song, is nothing like Ludo. That was okay. hard to watch because you know oh. that Irina on the other side has no capacity to empathize. She got a, she got a <laughs> clue. She That was her first clue. This guy might not be what I think he is. Because if, if spoiler alert, Irina does not is not attracted to Zach. She, no. When she sees him, she, she is gross she he's a wreck to her she is noah she does not like him at all and it shows on her body like in her body language right away but i think that song was the first time that she was like this is a little cringe like but he was about to propose so it was like i'll let this go it was going on a little long the other worst part of the show for me i don't even want to talk about it was when kwame and Chelsea sang together oh. that stupid song. I'm looking for the real thing. Yeah. Oh. I don't want the real thing. But that they're perfect was... for each other because she's like, oh my God, this that is incredible. <laughs> I thought was she was. Yes. I thought she, because she talks about it later to her parents of like, he sang the song. We wrote the song together. Wow. It was the worst song I've ever heard. <laughs> it was, it made me, I thought Chelsea was going to go, I'm done. But instead she's sobbing because it's so good. I love that there's a pot for every lid, a lid for every pot. Like I, if someone would sing that horrible song to me. And say that they're out. a guitar player and clearly they're not. Like, I mean, I'm not, I'm someone who's bad at guitar. I would never be like, I play guitar. I would at least like say I suck, but I kind of can do some stuff. He's like, yeah, I play. And he's just like hitting these basic chords. It's not even good. There's no like, it was bad, but she was eating it up. So it's like, it's nice that two dorks can find each other like this. Yeah. I, I, in his defense, I when I was... um in New York many years ago, I was a contestant potentially. I was a potential contestant on a reality dating show. Wait, dating around? It was a it was like a game show situation. I didn't make it on the show, but it was a okay. game show situation where a guy would go up in front of a hundred women and then uh, they would start asking you questions and then the women would buzz if they don't want to date you anymore. And the goal was <laughs> you need to have at least one woman left at the end of them getting to know you. You get up there, there's like a noise violation. Yeah. <laughs> so People funny. are calling, what's so all that buzzing? 
That would be fun. So they asked me, that. like, do you have any special skills? And um, mm-hmm. I said I play piano, but I don't play that well. And I can't imagine if I went on the show and I actually had to play the piano that uh, it would have gone any better than what happened with Kwame. But he had the confidence of someone who was good at playing guitar and good at writing songs. And it was that was what bothered me about it. And it was a bad song. Yeah. I just hated it. That's when I wanted to cry. Okay, back to questions. <laughs> Uh, Brian, what's the weirdest item you keep by your bed? By my Besides bed? Besides your fiance who's not in bed with you and is in a separate bed across the <laughs> Or your dog, Jack. He's like, my oh, yeah. scream pillow. <laughs> <laughs> well, recently I got this. I got this uh, black tourmaline stone. Oh, so this is a stone that absorbs <laughs> negative energy. Uh, oh. Yeah, uh-huh. I'm, not, I'm not really like a stones guy, but I, mm-hmm. I have a stone. More of the Beatles? Yeah, I'm more oh, of a, okay. I definitely am more of a Beatles. Nikki, a tourmaline <laughs> stone is what I bought a guy that I liked a lot and couldn't stop giving gifts to. Oh, no, no, no. That was so bad. <laughs> I'd be like in Mexico, the same guy I bought the rug for in Mexico. I was like, yes. also, I found a tourmaline stone because he once said he had a bunch of negative energy around him. And I was like, I got this Do from you Oaxaca. Stones? Oh. <laughs> Anya, do you believe in them? No. When you're when you're desperate, you'll believe in anything. So when yes. I was heartbroken, I had so much rose quartz <laughs> shoved up my vagina or wherever. The, I was like, okay, whatever you guys tell me to do. Yeah, I'll. yeah, that's a good point. That's so funny. You bought him tourmaline. Where do you think he's he has that now? Do you think he still has it in his life? It's where the Mexican rug is somewhere in a storage in, unit in Hoboken. Yeah, yeah. God, it's and for those of you who don't know what we're talking about. Girls, do not give men <laughs> gifts before they're before they're in love with you. But oh Bliss God. baked uh, cupcakes for Zach, and she didn't get picked. I think that works That's in true. reverse too. I think she it's for men get don't picked. get women gifts before before you're a thing. I mean, there's nothing that looks more desperate than a man. Like if you don't don't show up to a first date with flowers, yeah. don't be like the second date. Like oh, you mentioned that you like you know uh, puzzles. But for some reason, we do it because we think it'll get people to like us more. And again, it doesn't. Like, no gift, no matter how much she needs it or wants it, like, don't do it. Because it just makes you look servile and weak. And for a girl to do that for a guy, it really... I don't know what it biologically does to a man. Noah or um, Anya, do you know why giving a gift to a guy repels them? He was repelled anyway, but uh, yeah, I think, I don't know if guys get repelled by it necessarily. Well, that's what Dr. Pat Allen says, don't buy them gifts. So what's the logic behind that? Do you know? Behind not getting them stuff? Yes, before you're in love. It's mommy-ish, she says. It's mothering. that's, That's a good point. Yeah, it's a turn off, I think, because moms take care of you and bake you things and make your lunch. The guy actually wants to nurture, which is... Can you tie their (laughs) shoes before you're (laughs) home? And wipe them? I I have a theory that Um, if if you get someone a gift early on, that puts you in a lesser position than the other person. And it's just a sign that things are not going well. Like you're in a desperate position. They're not And you're trying to balance it by showering them with gifts and yeah. that just already means that this is not working oops Ooh, pat allen like, says guys out. she says it's you're robbing a guy of the opportunity to court 
And he mm. wants to woo you. And part of wooing is gifts later or like taking you to dinner. Yeah, or- I don't know that it really. Yeah, I think that's a good point. I think we forget that men like the chase, even though no one seems to really like the chase. You like to earn things when, when um, you know, like the whole Ozempic thing. I just want to give a, a statement on Ozempic real quick in the middle of this questions because I, I've been meaning to do this for a couple episodes and I keep forgetting. So it came up. People are mad about even I was like, I see there's a certain celebrity who lost a lot of weight recently and you can tell she's someone that has been struggling to be thin her maybe her entire career and suddenly she's thin. And um and everyone, you know, in her comments always writes Ozempic, Ozempic, like, oh, 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 Ozempic. Like they're just just Aww. bullying her about it. And I and I was thinking about it and I go, and even I have this thing of like, oh, she just uses Ozempic and like <laughs> mad about it. How really is that different? Because what people will argue when they say Ozempic is bad is that it's bad for you. She's going about the unhealthy way of losing weight, right? When really you're just jealous you don't have Ozempic or that you aren't doing it. Like you're jealous that someone has a shortcut to to look good. That's what we're really jealous about. Let's be honest with ourselves. Don't couch this whole I don't like Ozempic because I'm worried about their health you don't give a fuck about another woman's health I just don't believe it I don't I what you are are jealous this is for me at least I'm jealous that someone's doing a shortcut thing and I want to be able to do that shortcut I don't want to work out and diet and exercise and all these things or have a spiritual connection with God and my body and forgive myself and forgive my parents and work through trauma to process my food addiction or whatever is making me the weight I don't want to be I just want to take Ozempic and I'm jealous. Now, if you really are worried about these women's weight, why is it then that when they work out and they diet and they starve themselves and they fit into these little dresses, we all go, good for them. They did it. Because you know what? It's the same. Th- it's just as unhealthy as Ozempic. You're not worried about their health. You are just jealous that they did the fast track. And you know what? I'm kind of happy for these people that have Ozempic. There are some people who being a thin, and let's be honest, being a thin person gets you things in this world. There is there is a completely um, bias and discrimination against fat people. It's just as a thing. There's no denying it. I'm not saying anything outrageous here. So for someone who's always struggled with their weight to always feel like, man, if I just got thin, I would be, I would have this new kind of life. I would have, um, it would just, life would be easier. I'm happy that these people have something now that they can take. And I know that there are negative side effects. You like puke your brains out or you get really sick or you (laughs) diarrhea forever. Um, And also people are saying, oh, people with actual diabetes can't get the medication. Are you really worried about people with diabetes not getting their medication? I don't think you are. I think you're jealous that someone has a shortcut and they're going to be thin. But I'm already thin. I'm not jealous. Uh, Well, I think you're jealous that other people are going to be thin too and rob you of some of your little thin privilege. That's what I think. And that is my final statement on Ozempic. (laughs) Take Ozempic. I don't give a fuck. I'm happy that you have finally something that is going to get you the thing that you think is going to make your life happy, even though you're going to realize every problem that you have is still on the other side when you're thin. But there is no question that your life will be different as a thin person because our society 
is so discriminatory against fat people. So um, there's, I've changed my whole outlook. I used to like hate people that use Ozempic. I was judgmental. I was just like, oh, she just used Ozempic. And I would just like zoom in. And I would send it to <laughs> Anya and be like, look at Ozempic, another Ozempic, uh, Ozempic. But I'm But isn't that jealous. fun? Isn't that part of the fun to be like, look at the Ozempic. Yes. I yeah. love judging Let people. Let me ask you this. And I love writing people's hard work off. And guess what? Ozempic costs a thousand, like thirteen hundred dollars a month. You telling me that's not hard work to earn that kind of money and to shoot yourself in the stomach and puke your brains out and fart oh and, and diarrhea everywhere all month? That's they should hard share too. that. Okay, sorry, they didn't do the Tracy Anderson method. They're both that's their different mistake, kinds is of they hard. Needed to share I'm sure she's the, doing the that experience. Too. That's how you get not. That's how you not. It's showing up skinny and being like, "I'm skinny now," without showing the work. I think that's why people like working out. People they want to see you see puke and diarrhea and be like, I'm having such a hard time. And then you can say, I'm skinny. And then people will appreciate. And then people yes. will go, she worked for it. She earned it. But just know that people in Ozempic are <laughs> shitting their pants. They have to wear a diaper with that size two dress. Whoa. It's not a It's not a good. I mean, I don't think it's always like that for everyone, but I've read enough about it to see if I should try it. That it is that is not uh, it's not fun. You have to first of all, you have to stab yourself in the stomach with a needle once a while. It's like mm-hmm. this is not fun. So let's cut these people some slack if they are using Ozempic. And if they're not telling us the whole story, what's fucking new with Hollywood? You know, or do you think that everyone's telling the whole truth about what they do for their hair, for their skin, for their like nails? They're all lying to you about everything. So this is just one more thing they're lying about, except the housewives that are like, yeah, I'm on Ozempic. We all are. I'm not going to show up to this reunion fat. I got on Ozempic as fast as I could. That's what one recently said. Yeah. She was like, yeah, I was the last one to get on it because I didn't want to show up at this thing fat and everyone else is thin. She goes, I go to dinner with these girls. No one eats anymore. We just don't eat anymore. They, you know, they're saving money on the green rooms for these reunions. Um, But I just had this realization, though, of like so much of my judgment and I've said it a million times, it always stems from a jealousy of the, they, the, even nepotism. People are so mad about nepo babies. What are they supposed to do? What are they supposed to do if they want to be an actress and their parents are actresses? What, do you just not do it? And also, I'm jealous. They have a, they have a leg up. And they were born with probably good acting genetics as well. That probably constitutes a good reason, which to me constitutes a good reason why they should have a foot in the door already. Like if your parents are both actors, you're probably going to be a good actor. You should get an audition for the role. And it just, you know, all these things that we Let hate me ask you this. fast tracks. It's like if you, we're just jealous. Uh, so for, so in, in the comedy world, you know, we've all done open mics and then yeah. worked our way up and slogged for years and years. Well, comedy is okay, a well, meritocracy. How do you feel about somebody who got on TikTok in 2020, gained a million followers, and now is getting spots at the comedy store without having done stand-up for more than like a year or two? How could you blame them? How could you blame them? They grew, I, you know, I'm jealous because they got on TikTok. They did a fast track. And by the way, they're not going to be good at stand-up. They're going to get good because they're going to get the spots and everything. But they're not going to be good until they put in the 10 years of stage time that they could probably fast track in five years with their work ethic. But the fact that they blew up on TikTok is not their fault, is not something they could control. It's luck. And obviously, Something they hit on something that I, you know, I'm always kind of shitting on people that are on TikTok or famous on there, um, or at least I used to. Now I really see it as like that's a talent I that I don't have. I don't, I just don't have it in me 
to to get on TikTok and do those things. And so I can't begrudge them, but is it stand-up? No. Do they have an opportunity to become a very good stand-up quicker than most people? Yes. And they probably will, but getting good at stand-up, I mean, you can't you no. can't fast-track that. Do you guys get ever uh, like ever get bummed out about these people that do get big on the internet and then now they ha- they're selling out shows in theaters, but then you'll watch clips of theirs and you can see they're just not objectively funny? They're not. They're mm-hmm. just they have a good personality, but these jokes aren't good. But then do you ever wonder like, oh, wow, this is diluting people's idea of what is actually funny? Yes. Remember that movie I down. went to go see and I couldn't leave? Yes. <laughs> but I wanted to so badly because it made me disgusted with where we are comedically. Yeah, I, I feel that way all the time. That, But then, you know, here's a prime example. I put this on my Instagram. You might have seen me bitching about it. You know the new mm. Barbie trailer? Did anyone yes. see that? Everyone's yes. talking about it. There's this one shot where Barbie takes her foot out of a heel, right? And her foot stays the shape of the Barbie foot, pointed, right? And she walks around. And you can see that she's maybe going to walk around. It's going to – and people are losing their goddamn minds over this. They love it. People are like, I – well, I, I, this has changed my life. This has Why? changed the topography <laughs> of my subdivision. Like people are like, people what? can't, I mean, there was this whole, there were a couple days, I don't know if you saw it, on, in social media. It's all a marketing campaign by the Barbie movie, by the way. They said, we'll pay these influencers to lose their mind about mm. how genius this, that we kept her foot <gasps> that way. And the Barbie movie, if you've heard anything, no one knows anything about it. There's no trailer beyond that. So the only thing they're giving you is this one joke. It's not that good of a joke. You could think of it. Person who's never done comedy in your life. A Barbie's... If we make a Barbie movie, let's maybe make her foot like the <laughs> That's foot. That's not even a let me, joke. Let me make That's another guess joke. about like a prop. this. Yeah. It's, it's just yeah. exactly... That's, That's what Barbie's it. feet are like. Let me guess. Yeah. Barbie's yeah. going to get some point in the movie going to have someone give her a tampon and say, where am I going to put this? <laughs> no, right? there's no way it's going to be that, that funny. Or someone's going to be like a... Or there's going to be like a baby one. nursing and she's going to be like, I don't have a nipple. We're going to see. And people are going to go, oh, my God. <laughs> They're going to be like Chelsea a, listening to Kwame singing. <laughs> yes. Where it's like, come on, That's everyone. Let's get real. How can you think that is so funny? Do it. That's what I wrote on my story was, have you guys yeah. seen Veep? How are you alive if you are losing your fucking mind because this Barbie foot thing? How do you survive an episode of Veep without just running into traffic? It's so, I mean, yeah. it's so brilliant. Because Veep is the funniest show that's ever been. Let's toss in 30 Rock. Let's toss in Arrested Development. Um, these are the these are the top-notch comedy, like, let's say, the, the funniest things that aren't, like, too cerebral. I mean, Veep can be, but... Um, that it does make me worried when I see how low the bar is, but then I go, but then I love it because I'm like, I, I already think I'm low bar sometimes where I I watch John Mulaney and I go, what the fuck am I even doing? You know, like this is just so precisely written and every word is chosen specifically to make this bit is essentially word. I don't know. It's just so good that I feel like, what am I doing? And then I'll watch someone doing crowd work at New York <laughs> Comedy Club in a clip. And I go, and, and it has like a million views. And I go, okay, well, I'm better than that. So this is, that makes me feel I good mean, on- sometimes. As a musician, do you feel that way, Anya? About musicians that like, you are like, this person sucks? Don't you realize, don't you think they're going to be found out? 
it's just going to be a one hit wonder and they're going to be found. That's what I always think of. People are going to, you know. I think I'm in a cynical place in life where I'm like, I don't get so much of what's radically popular and just like objectively popular that maybe I'm just fringe and I'll just stay over in my area listening to the stuff I like to listen to. But the most important thing is to be true to yourself. You know, like. Right. As long as I'm authentic and making music I like, that's cool. But when I start writing, like when I spent a lot of time in Nashville writing for other people and with other people, I was like, I can only do this for a short amount of time before I start feeling like my soul is dying a little bit. And, um, you know, I can write a pop song. I don't enjoy it, though. Like, I just tend to enjoy stuff that's a little different. If you could write a pop song, I I don't know if you had the choice, if the devil came to you and said, you're going to write a pop song, it's going to be like this, the most basic pop song but it's going to give you 10 million fans. And then would you take that yes. choice? And then, But then people would be always demanding long, that pop song. I, only, if, only if someone else would sing it. And so you don't it. want to sing a pop song? No. Really? I don't, I don't want to. No. I don't, not if I don't like. I've written songs that I've released songs, you, actually. Yeah, you have pop songs that, that are are poppy and people like but i find myself going i don't really want to feel i don't feel like singing that like some other guy wrote this he wrote 75 percent of it so i'm not connected to it and i noticed that and i'm like i just don't want to do that again it not that i regret it it was fun and i think those songs are great and people relate to them but i really enjoy playing and singing stuff that i wrote and came up yeah with. i think that that's a common thing in comedy that takes so long to weed out because you start from a place of what do other people want to hear whereas i think musicians a lot of yeah. times start from i mean i can't speak to it but i think you start from musicians are just so soulful and are so compelled to get what is happening in their hearts out i just feel like comedians are more just like your like frontal cortex of like just thoughts and like they don't they aren't trying to convey a feeling whereas musicians have feelings that need to get out so they they start writing from a place that's more authentic than comedians do whereas I think comedians eventually end up more authentic once they find their voice but they struggle in the beginning and you try to just give people what they want like no one knows how to be good at comedy right away no one really nails their voice right away. I think what's so cool about what you guys do is that you you are so, like, uh, the greatest comedians that I enjoy are the ones that really speak from their own unique perspective, which is often so weird. But they're like, they can't help it. They're just like, saying what is. And those are the people I think are, you know, the best. Like, you do that. Um, I think Amy does that. She has such a unique voice. Um just people that like a tell and like I just saw Jim Norton over the weekend and I was fucking blown away. No, he was he at the Village Underground talking about his trans girlfriend and living with her. And he's like, I hate liberals. I hate Trumpers, but I kind of see both sides. And it was like he completely connected everyone in the room. We were so on board. And I was like, at one point, I'm thinking like, this guy needs to run for president. <laughs> like, he's just making sense, but he's he's like speaking from the heart, and he has such a weird, unique well, he perspective. He's coming first, from Jim Norton is the first comedian. It's funny you bring him up when we're talking about like knowing yourself and writing from a true place. He's the first comedian that I ever heard talk about, like, like being molested, maybe, or like being like doing weird sex stuff as a kid. He had this joke called, uh, or like story about called Monster Rain and that he would share on the Opie and Anthony show. And this was 2000, 
four when I heard this. And it blew my mind that he admitted to, as a kid, he would play a game called Monster Rain with... And he's a straight man. He dates trans uh, women, I believe. But he's, a, a you know, he's not... Uh, I don't think he... I mean, I don't know what he what he's into. It doesn't matter. But it was the first time that a guy that I assumed was straight shared a story of blowing another boy underneath <laughs> a deck because they would call, say it was monster rain and they would <laughs> run under this like porch and they would blow each other. And I couldn't believe that he was on this really hyper masculine show, Opie and Anthony, admitting to this. And it was it. Yes, blew. I could not believe. I loved it because it grossed me out. Like it, it disturbed me but it was so honest and it was like unapologetic not that he would need to apologize but it was just um that it, it was just so cool to me it, it was, was authentic, authentic. It was and authentic. it's like and he's a good person at heart you know like I don't want to hear someone be authentic and a bad person like I get Andrew Tate I'm not, is not an authentic person but he's just like pure evil I don't really I don't want to hear his authentic side either mm-hmm. but Jim Norton's a good person I want to no matter what his thoughts are I want to hear them because at the baseline I know he's like kind of a good person you know yeah totally. so um okay we have more pr- questions for Brian when we get back and I also have to talk about my Taylor Swift experience and oh my just God, all the yes. Taylor Swift news that's going on so we'll finish up questions when we yes. get back and talk all about Taylor stay here Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia Agnello, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with Hacks writer and actor Pat Regan, on how their improv experience helped them when shooting scenes and what it was like writing scripts for specific actors. You'll also hear from crew members like the costume designers on what it was like creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Hear stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and more. Watch Hacks, streaming exclusively on Max, and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. Tired of hair removal tools that just don't cut it? Conair Girl Bomb gives you smooth, flawless results while putting you firmly in control. From achieving that silky smooth skin to boosting your inner confidence, Conair Girl Bomb is all about helping you elevate your self care game. Whether it's creating a hype playlist, throwing yourself into a hobby, or scheduling some me time, self care is important to keeping you feeling confident and empowered. It's time to take your hair removal routine to the next level. You can trust Conair Girl Bomb to get the job done right. Conair Girl Bomb gives you the secret weapons for achieving powerful results with ease. Designed with women in mind, these tools boast the sassy Girl Bomb grip for unparalleled handling and precision, along with professional grade blades to deliver results that you used to only get from men's tools. No more compromising. So, to all you incredible women out there, treat yourself to a little Conair Girl Bomb magic. Don't settle for anything less than perfection. Elevate your grooming game with Conair Girl Bomb. Available now at conairgirlbomb.com or a retailer near you. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house. And I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Are 
Are you looking for some amazing TV to stream? Well, sink into your couch and indulge with the hits on Hulu you can't miss. We're talking some of the greatest comedies of all time. Absolute must-watch shows. Dive in with Barney, Ted, Robin, and the crew in How I Met Your Mother. All nine seasons of How I Met Your Mother are now streaming on Hulu right now. One of my favorite shows ever. And I mean, don't you want to know how he met their mother? Then go back home with the Dumfies, the Pritchetts, and the Pritchett-Tuckers in Modern Family. Then you can start over with the Roses on Schitt's Creek. And then see what's up in the Kyle household in My Wife and Kids. We're talking every episode and every season of these shows. We're talking huge hits, streaming on Hulu whenever you're in the mood. I mean, can you even watch all of this? We think so. Head on over to Hulu and start streaming today. Now we're talking. All right, Brian. Um, oh, besides wallet, keys, iPhone, what is always in your fanny pack? Oh. Um, chapstick. I, no, I don't use chapstick. Oh, good. Okay. Um, I, uh, cha- I don't I know why like I said ch- good. I, <laughs> I don't want good, no thank girly God boys you're not putting one of on these lipstick ch- on my show. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I have a little vial of uh, Advil pills. Okay. I've got a little vial of- <laughs> No one got a kick out of that. <laughs> vial. Well, you know, it's a little tube. Of course you do. Yeah, it's a tube. Yeah, I, I like those little tubes. tubes. You got yeah, a yeah, tube. I have a tube. One. I have Dramamine and Zyrtec. Um, I have a hand Wait, sanitizer. Wait, why drama mean? What are you are going on boats often, or you get car sick? I what, use it on the plane. Car? I'll use it on the plane. Um, I'll use but it. Why, okay, remember, <laughs> but just in your fanny pack day to day, just in case you get invited. Yes, on a, yes. I'll. Well, you know, I don't want to. I want to have it all in there just to feel secure that I'll have it when I need it. Okay. Um, I have my key. I, I have uh, uh, my hand sanitizer, little little bottle mm-hmm. hands, which is great for the gas station, and. Uh, a little headphones, <laughs> okay. headphones in a little in a little Ziploc bag. Do you have um uh AirPods? No, I have wired head. I'm a, I want wires. You want a wire? Okay. The amount of I... times I've seen someone's yes. AirPods fall off and fall on the dirty ground, and then they have to pick it up, and then and put... then they get an ear infection Ugh. like me. Yeah, it's happened. It's happened. Yeah. Um. <gasps> What I will say is that I was in LA a couple weeks ago and I went to the bathroom and I came out of the bathroom and there were two AirPods on the floor, loose, two AirPods. I went into the bathroom. They were not there. I was alone in a bathroom. It was like they fell out of nowhere. They're right in front of my stall on the floor. I pick them up. I'm looking for the case because it looks like the case fell and they flew. The case is nowhere to be found. I check every stall. I walk out into the lobby and I decide I'm going to keep these. I'm not going to because I go, Chris, I got AirPods. And he was like, you should, re- you should give them to the front desk. And I'm like, I don't think anyone's coming back for these. I, and I got an empty case at home and I know that you can just like switch them out. Yeah. Now, what you can do with, I have so many pairs of AirPods. I know that you can, they can go to sleep in different little um, AirPod homes, like in the cases, but you cannot wow. have a left AirPod and a right AirPod from separate AirPods and combine them to mm. make one. But you can switch oh, them geez. out to different homes. <laughs> so I have tons, I've lost AirPods before, so I have tons of these little, you know, the little um, floss containers. They look like flosses. Mm-hmm. And so, I took them home. They're, they're, they belong to a woman named Grace, and she's still tracking them. I get info on my phone all the time that says Grace is tracking them. Can I just say I've never used these AirPods except one time at the Taylor Swift concert because I forgot um, headphones or I forgot um, earplugs. And so I was either going to go deaf or I was like, you know what? I'm going to use these. So I put them in my ears, um, and I kind of wiped them off of my shirt. So, you know, they were clean. And then um, – and then I plugged them in when I got home, and it came up. So if Grace is listening, if you lost your AirPods at the Lowe's Live in L.A. in the bathroom 
um, a few weeks ago. I will send them to you. I feel bad that I have them. I'm not using them. I'm going to give them to Taylor, who is a friend that like doesn't care about stolen merchandise. Because I'm scared that she's going to track me down and murder me. Because they can still track them. Wow. If she's still tracking them, <laughs> oh that's God. a lot. If anyone knows a Grace, a Grace in LA, in LA that was at a hotel, Lowe's Live. She could be from anywhere because it was at a I hotel. Should've... This is I learned my lesson. I thought I was going to get away with something and be able to use. When her name showed up, I was like, "This is someone's. I can't use these. I shouldn't do it." Uh, you know, it was tempting, and I I could use them. So was she getting alerts? Yes, there in for St. sure. Louis? I'm sure she's fascinated <laughs> oh by it, just like you would be, just like anyone would be. Like, who this fucking bitch stole my fucking phones? And yeah. so I'm. Like when your brother-in-law tracked his stolen yes, car. Yes. So I'm giving them to Taylor because I do not want these. What is it called when they, um, what do they have on them when they're stolen? People say the hot, they're hot. Tracking? I don't want these hot, hot oh. headphones. All I got to right. get rid of them. So I learned my lesson. I'm always going to bring them to the front desk. Okay. Um, let's talk about Taylor Swift. Can we? Um, why don't we start off with um, me going to her concert? This was, I would have talked about it last week on the show because it happened two Sundays ago, but um, here we are, uh, we had last week off. So for all the Swifties that want to know what it was like, so I flew from a girl's trip that we had in Palm Springs, which was very fun. There are many stories from that, which will obviously leak out throughout the episodes on this show because Noah and Anya were both there. It was so much fun, right? So fun. Yes. So, so fun. So I flew out. We we did Thursday through Sunday there. Oh, God. And then Sunday, I flew from uh, Palm Springs to Dallas. Palm Springs. I'm flying to Dallas. I land at four. The concert, I have to be there at like, you know, six. And I'm staying three-minute walk from the venue. It's pretty much right there. I'm staying at a Lowe's Live that is right next to the venue, right? So exciting. This is going to be easy. I have a whole outfit planned. If you are, if you know, um, to... It's like Halloween when you go to a Taylor Swift show as a Swiftie. You have to like dress up like her, her in sparkles, like thematically. Like you don't have to, but it's just fun. You just have to wear sparkles. That's pretty much it. Or like some version of some of her era. So I had a whole. Dr- That's what Brian did at <laughs> yeah, like, I dressed up as a you- priest. <laughs> <laughs> um. So, uh, you're you. You should be glad that girl didn't show up. I don't want to see that. So, um. So. <laughs> I get, I'm flying there. I wake up on the plane to us being diverted to Houston because of strong winds. And I'm like, I've never had a plane diverted. Of course it's this day. But I'm just like, you know what? I'm a lucky person. Things work out for me. It's fine. So we land in Houston. We get fueled up and we take off like an hour later. And now I am landing an hour before she goes on stage. And we land, get to the baggage claim. And then the baggage claim is saying that they're going to take 45 minutes for bags because of uh, wind conditions. And I've never heard of a delay on bags because of wind, but that was happening. So now it's putting me at 15 minutes until she walks on stage. I still have to take a 20-minute Uber to the the hotel check-in. I have to change still. I have to shower. I wanted to, like, do so many things. I wanted to paint my nails. All of these things were falling away as I was getting closer to the time. And by the way, I was going with a fan. I was going with a bestie named Brooke. Um, shout out Brooke you're amazing she made it so simple for me she just gave me a ticket she didn't even charge me for it which was so nice she texted me that she was in the merch line which are notoriously long and she was like do you want me to get you something I was like of course and I'll Venmo you back so she got me a shirt it was so nice so 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 nice and she's like I hope you make it and she brought me a water from the VIP room like she like she was so sweet and so cool I at this point realized now the bags, I am definitely going to miss the opening and at least maybe a couple songs. So I'm in the Uber in the back of it, 
changing for, furiously into my dress, trying not for the driver to see me. I'm putting on the boots. I'm, I'm doing my makeup. My hair has not been washed in two days. So I was going to do this whole thing with it pinned behind my ears like she looked in the Bejeweled video because my ja dress is kind of an homage to what she wore in the Bejeweled video. Not getting any of that done. I'm doing like a winged eyeliner in the back of this Uber. It is smudging. I look insane. I'm just like feeling pale. I wanted to do a spray tan. I'm like, I never wear dresses and expose my legs if I don't get to spray tan. I just feel it's – think about the one thing that could make you feel the most disgusting and that's what it is for me. I would rather be unshowered for a week than – because at least I'd have some dirt on me that would look like spray tan than to have just my pale <laughs> legs. I just can't have it, you guys. I don't know why. And um, so, but I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to be pale tonight. No one's going to see me. No one's looking at me. It doesn't matter. So I get to the hotel and the show is about to start in five minutes now, but I'm three minutes away and I'm already dressed. I just have to go into the bathroom, touch up my makeup and then run over there. I get to the hotel. I check in. We don't have your name here. And I'm like, that's weird because I'm definitely staying here. And she's like, sorry, you're not in the system. And then I go, look, here's a reservation. No, honey, you're staying at the W. That's 16 miles away. And I'm like, what? <sighs> so my assistant, Jen, who is fucking incredible and never misses a beat and we're all allowed to make mistakes, got the, got the arena confused because Taylor Swift was at the AT&T arena and she thought it was the American Airlines arena, the AA arena, the Alcoholics Anonymous arena, which are two huge arenas <laughs> in Dallas. <laughs> And so she got me a hotel three minutes from that arena. Aww. And so I'm across. And so the sweet woman at the Lowe's front desk, Lowe's Live, again, in Dallas, in Arlington, she was like, just store your bags here. And I go, I'm not staying. I'm not even staying here. She goes, it's fine. Just come back after the show. So I'm like, you are Aww, amazing. So Thank sweet. you so much. What that is relief. so kind. And so I'm giving, I'm getting the bag tags and then I'm like, I'm just going to do, use this one bag. I'm going to come right back. I just have to touch up my makeup. So I run to the bathroom. As I'm running to the bathroom, one of the valet guys who saw me sprint in, in like a rush and go, where's the arena? How far is it walking? He's like, it's not three minutes walking. It's 15 minutes walking. And I'm like, oh my God, because the other one was three minutes from the AA arena. So that makes sense. So he comes in. As I'm sprinting to the bathroom, he stops me and he goes, do you want to ride over there? I got the shuttle bus. And I go, where the fuck Aww. am I? Like, did I die? Is this heaven? Because I've never had customer service in a place I'm actually a customer of. I'm not even a customer here. And I go, yes, I would love that. So I go in, touch up my makeup. I run into a Swifty in there that was at the show the night before. And she was like, oh, my God, it's amazing. I'm like, I'm missing it right now because I have to do my eyeliner. So I run up. And you know that thing where you're already late, so you're just like, you go slower for some reason? Does that yeah. – I know it's a meme yeah. I've seen. Yeah. Why – like, I just was it. like, you know what? You know, it's it's fine. It's just going to be the way it is. Things work out for me. I'm a lucky person. So I get in the shuttle. The guy is so nice. I'm riding front seat in this like airport shuttle. He got, drops me off right outside the arena. It is dead quiet outside this. There is not a single person in the parking lot. I mean, this is and this is two minutes after the show started at this point. There is no oh everyone is inside. Not it's like, ooh, wah, wah. there's like <laughs> dust bunnies or what are they called? Those little tumbleweeds. I mean, it is. I could not believe how desolate it was. It was so nuts. There was no one there, not even security. So I walk in and I easily walk in the mer 
they're com- they're complaining about like hours long merch lines. There's no one at the merch. If you want to get merch on the Taylor Swift show, just go while she's opening the show. There's no one there. There's no one at concessions. There's nobody. I was totally alone. And then I'm running around trying to run to my seat. I get to my seat. I I get there for Lover. I walk in as Lover's playing. I think it's the fourth song she does on her set list. So I've already missed three songs. Oh, wow. That's Not pretty bad. good. Not bad. I did want to see the opening because it's insane, the opening. I can't even uh, I can't even tell you how excited I am about the opening because they just – they're these guys that come out with these big, like, feather fan things, like, huge, like a story – two stories high. And they're, like, waving these big um, – you know, I don't know. They're like uh, flags. And then they put them in the center. And then they're, and then you hear echoes of all of her uh, different eras coming out. And then they go, she goes, it's been a long time coming, but... And they lift it up and she's like right there. And then she starts off with Mrs. Americana and the Heartbreak Prince, with which Swifties, no one could have predicted she would open with that. But it makes sense. It's been a long time coming. She had to cancel Lover Tour. We haven't seen her on stage since 2018. This is very exciting. So I missed that and that's fine. I also missed um, You Need to Calm Down, Lover, and The Archer. But then I go, I get there for Lover. I'm running through. I'm not even seeing Lover. I'm just seeing her on the screen and I see it for the first time on the screen because I can hear it but then I see it and I start crying immediately because I she's just so beautiful and like I'm so excited because she's like there even though I'm looking at a screen I mean it's no different than if you were watching it live at home on TikTok or whatever (laughs) but I'm like I'm that's the irony of going to concerts is like it's real it's like you're watching a screen the entire time though you're not like looking at her unless you're up front get to my seats pretty good seats I would prefer to look at the screen than her. I can see her, but she's tiny, tiny. And um, and I just can't get out of my head. I'm not kidding you. I could not, I could not enjoy it the way I thought I was going to enjoy it. I will say to you, and this is no fault of Brooke. It is no, and I, I don't want, it would pain me to think that Brooke thinks I didn't have fun. I had such a good time, but I couldn't stop worrying about my life i was worried about a terrorist attack happening oh, i was picturing a plane just going like and then i was like well if you die here this is like where you'd want to die like mm. you would die with taylor swift like okay sign me up that that sounds like i'm a crazy fan that's gonna do something but i mean like i was like i hope she survived it i would want to die i did you know but i was just thinking of like the mayhem <laughs> that would happen of all these screaming girls trying to get out if there was like a fire or explosion i mean i was thinking horrible thoughts oh my god really yeah because i've always been that way as a kid when i would go to big events i would think about fires or like bombs or planes crashing this is before september 11th like i never feel safe when there's thousands of people in one place i just Mm -hmm. feel like it's just it doesn't and i'm not wrong to not feel that great because they are the targets of terrorist attacks i mean if you want to get as many people as possible you pick a you know, a place where they're all congregated together in a small space. It makes sense. So I'm in there thinking like a terrorist, just like this would be perfect and trying to enjoy (laughs) it. I can't. Uh, I, I swear to you, I am more present with her music when I am like driving with a dog in my lap and one AirPod in listening to like a a voice memo (laughs) and then her song in the background. Like it was that much going on in my head. And I was, then I'm disappointed in myself. Why can't I get present? Why can't I enjoy this? Nikki, this is your favorite song. It took until August, which the song August, which was honestly probably 30 songs in for me to feel like a Swifty, to feel like my inner, like my, the, the, the joy come out of me. And then it went away after August. I don't know why. I don't, it went away again. 
Hmm. And then it came back for um, Karma at the very end. But I like only had like three songs where I really felt like what I was going to feel like the entire time. Do you know what I'm saying? And it was it was such a disappointment to myself. Then I I go home after the show and and I'm I'm honestly in acceptance of it because I'm like, you know what? This is great because now I know what the show is. I didn't get to see the whole show. There's still more for me to see in the future. And I leave and I walk over back to the Lowe's and I wait there for like two hours for the traffic to clear out before I can catch an Uber and they they open the streets for Ubers. And I'm sitting there and I'm thinking about it. And I'm like, you know, this is was meant to be. It was always meant to go this way. I'm like, there's just, what was off for me? I go back to my hotel 16 miles away and I'm just like kind of bummed that I squandered this amazing experience. And then a few days later, um, I remember where I was. I it was April eighth. I am on my couch, uh, Friday night, I believe it was, and I am uh, getting ready to watch. What did I watch that night? I think I started watching the Waco documentary. Something was happening, and um, I look at my phone. Final thought. I look at my phone and I see a, a alert like on Instagram. I guess it's a picture of Joe Alwyn. And Taylor Swift, and it says, and it has like a split down the middle. And I gasped. It was the same spot I was in when I found out Bob Saget died. I'm just gonna say, like, it was the same place on my couch. Like, things happen in that place. And I know I'm not comparing his death to them breaking up, but am I? Because it honestly, I don't know why. And I know it's because of a parasocial relationship and I'm fucking crazy and Swifties are dumb and don't you know that she doesn't know you and she doesn't, you don't really know her and all this stuff. I know that. I know it's insane. But I felt so sad and I, I was texting people right away about it and I kept saying, you know, it feels like one of my best friends split up with their fiance. Like it feels like Anya and Matt split up. But I got to say it feels worse because <laughs> no offense no offense no it's not, it's that would make me feel terrible but it's mm-hmm. different it's not, it isn't that it isn't that clo- that's not the thing to not that it feels worse it feels much different than that that would make me sad on so many different levels because i love mad and it would mean he's less in my life and it would mean that you're sad like all these things but there are only there are like three songs that you wrote about Matt that like I and, and when I sing those for whatever reason and listen to them, I don't think about Matt. I don't know. Maybe it's just too close for me to think about him. But I think about Joe when I sing these songs and like mm. I don't know what it is, but I know that I'm not alone because people were freaking out and I yeah. was not the only one. And I've I, and this is why I think this is all connected. I have a sense that she was kind of sad that night. And I think I picked up on it. And I'm not trying to toot my own horn like I'm some kind of empath or I'm so in tune with Taylor Swift. There was, an, and it was nothing she did. The concert was amazing. She was in a good mood. She was being silly. She was being funny. She seemed like, on all accounts, there was just something that I go, maybe that's what I was picking up on because I they just said, couldn't get into it. They said that she changed the set was she that did. on your tour? Yeah, yeah. they said well, that. Well, she had um, done it a night before. She yeah. changed the song. Invisible um, String to, to the, the one. one. Now, Invisible String is all about how her and Joe 
were always meant to be together and there was always an invisible string tying you to me. And it's all about how like, it's just this beautiful song about like, when you were doing this, I was here. This is how our cross Mm. paths throughout our life and finally we meet. And then the one is about... um, is about when you break up with someone and you like are still thinking about them and you're like, I'm doing good. I'm on to some new shit. Having adventures on my own. Uh, and then he, he, she goes, I hear you met some woman on the internet and take her home. And he, she's just imagining what he's up to. And it's like she changed that. It's the only thing on her 45 song set list that she's changed. And um, so there are people speculating like why that happened. I think it was just maybe more of a change of like, I just want to sing this song more than this song. But why okay. would you want to sing about a guy, a song that is so much about the guy you just broke up with? Um, and um, and then she, so this weekend was just like, first of all, a lot of Swifties freak out at first. And then we we were all like, well, it's not, she hasn't confirmed it. You know, this is just E.T., it was like a, a rumor from E.T. Um, Entertainment Tonight, which some people were saying, how did that fucking alien know about this shit? And they were like posting pictures of E.T. being like, that broke it up. It's uh, like Ro- Roman being like, well, they haven't confirmed for sure. Yes, yes. Roman on succession. Yes. Spoiler alert. Yes. He also could not believe what was true. But we also, there's been so many rumors about them getting married, being pregnant, breaking up. And like, so it's been... They've been together six years, which wow. in Taylor Swift dating times, and I'm not saying this because she's a serial dater. I'm, it's no judgment about her. Being that famous and that under scrutiny and dating someone for six years, I'm honestly, it's like a hundred years. And I'm not exaggerating. I think it's, that is an impossibility. Like your grandparents that were married for 60 <laughs> years, like, and went through co- wars together, doesn't compare to Taylor Swift with a <laughs> six year relationship. It doesn't. It's just, it's impossible. And, and she sacrifices so much to be the artist that people like me want her and need her to be. And I'm just really grateful that she keeps putting out music and doesn't go away because she could, because she actually played this song at the show that I went to. Uh, she has two songs during her set list that she plays that she gets to do acoustically and they're secret songs. And so no one knows what she's going to play. And she takes requests from her friends and, um, and every song is different. They're ne- she's never going to repeat one of the, one of a song on the tour unless she fucks it up, but she did fuck up one a yeah. couple nights ago. She's going to repeat that one. So, you know, she's doing like 40 cities. So that's like 80 plus songs of new, including the 44 that she's playing in the song 45 in the set list. So, but one of the songs she played was the lucky one and she introed it at my show with saying, this is a song about how horrible it is to be famous. And she was kind of saying it like sarcastically, like, Oh, when, when she's like, how horrible it is to be famous. But the song, if you hear it, it really, and she wrote this on Red, which is like five albums ago. So this is very, this is 2012-ish when she wrote this song. And it was, the song is about, she's a, 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 she's new to town with a made-up name in the land of angels seeking fortune and fame. And uh, everyone's lining up to like get a place in line and to become a star. And then the next verse is like, um, uh, you, you had it figured out since you were in school. Everybody loves pretty. Everybody loves cool. So overnight you look like a sixties queen. And so like you just transform yourself to fit in and then you're famous. And then, um, and then the, the pre-course is like another name goes up in lights. Uh, I wonder if I'll make it out alive. And so then at the end, the, the bridge is, um, 
when I first moved to town, uh, I heard about you. It, it's it's not these aren't the lyrics, but it's like um, it's about this woman. She's like, um, oh god, what is the lyric? It's about a woman that came to town that she, oh. Uh, People still speak the legend of how you disappeared, how you took the money and your dignity and got the hell out. You, you, you. Someone said you bought a bunch of land somewhere, um, chose the Rose Garden over Madison Square, and it took some time. But I, I'm getting chills, and it took some time. But I understand it now. And she goes, and now because now my name is up in lights, and but I think you got it right. And so she's talking about this woman that like got out before as it was because fame was so crushing and how everyone says of that woman like, oh, she just wanted to go retire on a farm. But she like and then Taylor's saying like, no, you got it right. Like this is it is a huge sacrifice to be famous. And it was and there was a sadness to her singing it. And I think there was that was a little well, foreshadowing. And mm. so when I was reading about the breakup, the which they got this from a source. I don't know who that source is. Of course, they don't tell. Is this People magazine? <laughs> I think it was one of um, the gremlins. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So um, the source said that it was Swift's superstardom um, that was a factor in the split. Yeah. Joe has struggled with Taylor's level of fame and the attention from the public, adding yeah. that they've grown apart. And. I'll add this to this and 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 everyone is saying Swifties let me just say are saying that the statement from People magazine the source that the People magazine is probably Taylor herself coming from her publicist Tree Pain because Tree only deals with People magazine. So if it comes from People it's probably Taylor Swift because People would not fracture that relationship by getting sources elsewhere. So it probably was her fame and it became so overwhelming which it doesn't sound like she's saying he couldn't take it. He's just a little bitch and he was jealous or something. It's like that amount of scrutiny and that amount of like, you know, your whole life is like you're just dating Taylor Swift. You lose your identity in that. Um, but I will say that um, this sounds crazy, but Taylor Swift before the pandemic had something like she had half the Twitter follower or half the Instagram followers she has wow. now. Since Folklore and Evermore, which gained her this like indie cred and people are actually like, oh, she's good. She's mm -hmm. doubled her fan base since wow. covid so they started dating six years ago that was even pre-covid he went through the you know reputation tour he was on tour with her but this is she's at a new level that is yeah. just like it just out of control and noah and i were talking about this recent outfit she's been caught in because she made her first public appearance she had this weekend off which was great because that's when the news broke that she was you know not with her boyfriend anymore and she was spotted last night at dinner with Jack Antonoff at Via Carota, by the oh, way. I was and just she's wearing, there two nights ago. You were? Uh, I was the, Actually, I was there on Saturday oh, night. She looks amazing. She was Noah's there what night? Sunday? Last night. Oh, okay. Monday. Um, she was Next there with Jack Antonoff. And, and, and it's four minutes from Cornelia Street, which she has a song called Cornelia Street about Joseph that's like, if we don't make it, I'll never walk Cornelia Street again. And everyone's saying, oh my God, she's not going to walk Cornelia Street again. But she was four minutes from it. Now, this is single girl summer outfit. Like Taylor Swift generally, mm. when she was with Joe, she would be spotted like hiking, Lululemon leggings, baggy like flannels, sweatshirts. Um, and this outfit just screams to me, sangle. Like it's off the shoulder black top. There is a butterfly um, embroidery like cut out on her leg, which could just be like, she likes butterflies. I mean, I know she does. She's a girly girl, but it kind of 
Noah pointed out like butterfly, like awakening. And then the the last time we saw her in public, it was the iHeart Awards that I was at. Does anyone remember what she was wearing there? A hood, a greenish sparkly hood, almost like a cocoon. I'm not kidding you. This girl, I'm like, she came out of her cocoon and she is sangle now. And it is, I mean, as soon as I saw that outfit, I was like, I don't need her to confirm verbally, this is confirmed. <laughs> Taylor Swift is single. She's wearing heels and jeans and a cute outfit with a sparkly purse. Like she looks so single. Uh, and um and I'm just excited lips. about it. Yeah, red lips. She just looks she looks great. And so, but I will say, and this is the final, final thought, is that on Saturday I was really struggling with this information and I felt really stupid for feeling so upset about it and feeling emotional. I had to like I was like emotionally eating over it. It was just not a good night on Friday night. And I'm obviously projecting my own stuff onto this. But Saturday I went over to, or I guess it was Sunday. I went over to my parents' house and for Easter and the kids were there and I was talking to my mom and I was like, you know, I bought tickets to go see Taylor on my week off. She's going to Houston, which is where my plane was diverted to in the first place. And so on my week off, uh, I'm, I'm, I was like, I, I bought it a single ticket to go see her on Saturday night. And I was like, and I think I want to go Sunday too, but I just don't, I don't know if I want to go two nights in a row alone. My mom was like, I'll go with you. And I was like, <laughs> really? And she was like, I'll go. And I was like, cause there are front tick- row tickets available and you can only buy them in twos. And I don't want to buy two and then not use the other one. But I also want to go with someone who like will matter to. And I was like, but you're not going to like the price, mom, because my mom does not like when I spend too much money on stupid things. And I told her the price and she was like, you can't. And I go, but it would be so fun. Front row, because I think that was something about the concert that I couldn't Mm -hmm. enjoy it as much as I wanted to because I wasn't like close to the action. Like I needed to be close. And so on Saturday night, I'm going fourth row down there. So that's nice. But then Sunday night, I did buy the tickets for me and my mom to go front row on yes. Sunday night in Houston. Yes. And I will say that SeatGeek, if you buy tickets through them, you pay 40%, like literally 40% in fees. Yeah. And when you're spending thousands of dollars on tickets, 40% ends up being thousands of dollars. Like, it's so nuts. Disgusting. Um, I spent the most money I've ever spent on anything in my life outside of a, you know, I've never bought a car. So, you know, outside of, um, no, I think it's the most money I've ever spent in my entire life on anything on these two front row tickets. But I reason, because my sister was like, God, you could like send your kid to college for a semester at like a good school with that. And I was like, which I don't have. And this is what I get to do with it. I don't have, and and what do you get out of sending your kid to college? Them getting a drinking problem and calling (laughs) you late at night and asking you to put more money in their account, like, and worrying about them constantly and them having a a degree that's worthless in the real world. Like what, at least I get something out of this. So I feel really good about my purchase. I'm going to go to that show with my mom. And it's going to be the best night of my life and hopefully make eye contact with Taylor and have her go, what are you doing here? Like, I, that's my dream. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. That's so cool. Yes. I'm proud of you. That'll be exciting. And I loved yes. you explaining to me uh, the other day we were texting and I was asking, like, why is this breakup so significant to people? Help me understand. But it totally made sense when you were talking about how you connect to the songs and that, like it sort of fractures something in the way you experience the songs because you always experience the songs thinking about those two people. Yeah, I I think it's, and it really, 
I think a lot of celebrity relationships, people do this where they go, this means love is dead. If this right. can't work, then what is love? And it kind of felt that way. I mean, there were a lot of Swifties saying like, hey, you guys, like really being supportive of each other on Reddit saying like, don't break up with your boyfriend because she broke up with hers. Mm. Like this doesn't, and they were really saying that like, please don't do that, guys. Like this isn't time to do that. And it what there is like something in me that's like, well, if that doesn't work, what the fuck am I doing? Like, it makes you just want to burn it to the ground, which she does do on her show. She burns down the lover house, which is a Swifty thing. But um, it does it, it makes you believe like, oh, if that can't work, this thing that I I know so much about on in such a poetic way. That's the only way mm. I know about it. Then what? Then what is there? If this kind of love could inspire my favorite songs, and I'm not talking a couple songs, I'm talking forty songs. Then what? And that and all her pain before this was all leading to him. What and was some it all of for? Your favorite songs are songs she wrote about him, right? Like because yes. of him and about him. So yes. now what? And is all the songs happen? leading up to him, even the songs that she wrote before she met him, were about him because it was all leading to Joe. <laughs> we all knew Joe <sighs> was it. Like there were a lot of us that resisted Joe at first, but for six years we've been like, <laughs> it's mom and dad. I hate when people do the mom and dad thing, but that's how it feels. And um and so I'm over it now because I saw that single outfit and I'm so yeah. bored and I'm so excited to go to her concert and be like, girl, you are single. Let's see. Now knowing, having the context of what's really going on, which I, by the way, I don't know what's really going on. I'm not stupid. I know that I don't know Taylor. I don't know the first thing about what's happening in Taylor's life. I, she wore butterfly pants probably because she just likes those jeans and like didn't even realize there was a butterfly on them. I read into way too much stuff, but I think contextually it's going to make the show a lot better to know what phase in her relationship she is uh, with with this context. It's going to make it very fun. And I just want to be there for my friend, if that sounds crazy. Like, I just want to be like, I I felt I felt a sadness from her that night, but maybe I was projecting because my flight was delayed or whatever. All right. Thank you guys for letting me talk ad nauseum about Taylor Swift, uh, especially on your debut show, Brian. We have so many more questions for you. We'll get to know you tomorrow on the show as well, and we'll just continue getting to know each other because yeah. you're not going anywhere, and neither is Anya. Noah is here to stay as well. Um, thank you, Bestie, so much for listening. So we'll see you tomorrow. Also, I am on tour this weekend. Bethlehem, Pennsylvania. New uh, Newport? No. New Hampshire. Hampton, New Hampshire. Hampton, New Hampshire at the casino. Two shows in Hampton, one in uh, Pennsylvania, and then next week we have Tucson and then Vegas with David Spade. So get on it, NikkiGlazer.com for tickets, and then I'm all over Europe. All over Europe. I mean, you can't find a European city I'm not going to be in in May. It's literally all of them. Come see me and Anya on the road. Um, And don't be cut, and just spend a fortune on tickets that, you know, only last one night and you only have your memories to show for it. Looking for hair removal tools that not only deliver smooth results, but also empower you with a sense of complete control? Enter Conair Girlbomb, your secret weapons for smooth, sleek results made just for women. From the ultimate Girlbomb grip and professional grade blades, you don't have to compromise and settle for less. Conair Girl Bomb equips you with the precision and power previously reserved for men's grooming tools. So take your hair removal routine to the next level with Conair Girl Bomb. Available at conairgirlbomb.com or a retailer near you. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. 
Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. This is so cool. Don't Tell Comedy is sponsoring this podcast. Don't Tell Comedy are comedy shows that happen in these really intimate, unique spaces like art galleries and backyards and rooftops. I did one of their first shows in 2017. It was in a random clothing store in LA. Now they're in 150 cities worldwide. You gotta check them out. They are such a perfect night out. Don't Tell Comedy is the spot to go. Date night, alone night, friend night, whatever you want it to be. It's so fun. Get tickets at DontTellComedy.com. Use the code Nikki for 20% off your first show. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote.